The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. This season of Flawed and Fabulous, I decided to take you all on a journey through the lives of others that inspire me. Over the season, you'll meet everyday people and hear their journeys. They are all unique, but there is one common connector, grief, trauma, and loss. GTL, as I like to say, affects almost everyone in life, yet it is a topic that many avoid discussing because it can be icky or confronting. I created this podcast with the burning desire to reduce the stigma surrounding the roller coaster ride that is GTL. I wanted to create awareness for those who don't know how to support others that are grieving, to show you that you can laugh while feeling immense pain, you can still talk about a lost loved one while being in love again, and that grief can be lonely and isolating, but it doesn't have to be. Today's guest is the incredible Jessica Feeney, aka Luna and Marzi's Mama. Last December in 2020, a couple of days before Christmas, Jess's beautiful daughter Luna was heartbreakingly killed in a pedestrian car accident aged three and a half. Now, nearly five months on, I'm in complete awe of Jess and her partner Tim. This episode is not about what happened to Luna. It is far too soon for Jess to chat about that and I hope that everyone respects her privacy and gives her the time she needs to heal. Today's episode is about how Jess courageously and authentically shows up to her community of loyal supporters, both young and old, honouring her now infamous red-headed daughter, Luna Capri, or Luna Bear, who's lighting up the skies all around the world with rainbows and sunsets. Having also suffered a devastating life-changing trauma and loss in my life, it is truly mind-blowing for me to see Jess and Tim creating this community of togetherness and also starting the Luna Capri Foundation. You will hear more about that soon. I am beyond grateful to Jess for being with us today. When I first reached out to Jess, it made me feel so many feels that she already knew about the podcast and it had helped her in some way. I believe we were supposed to connect and support others through grief, trauma and loss journeys. So thank you for sharing this space with me, Jess. It means more to me than you'll ever know. Now let's get started with today's episode and welcome Jessica Feeney to the Flawed and Fabulous podcast. And today we have the most incredible warrior mama. We have Jessica Feeney joining us. Welcome, Jess. Thanks for having me. And of course, we have Miss Courtney. Hello. (laughs) And before we get stuck into our angel cards, Jess, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, My name is obviously Jess. I'm from the Gold Coast. I'm 32. I've got a partner named Timmy. Uh, We've been together for the last 11 years. We have four children together. Nevaeh's 14, Tide is 12, and then we have two of our own babies together, which uh, Luna's just turned four and Mars is one next month. I also a, um, I'm also a full-time uni student studying in my final semester doing a Bachelor of Education, and I also have a business called Swaggies, so we specialise in daycare bedding. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And now the Bachelor of Education makes so much sense to me. Jess and I have share some mutual friends. And I said to one of the girlfriends, I was like, she come from a childcare background. Like she talks about sensory and like she likes Play-Doh. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm actually doing a um, double major in primary and early education. Yeah, wow. So it's like 
very much into the sensory fine yeah. motor or the like the younger years, which is really cool. Yeah, making perfect sense for me now. So thanks for sharing. <laughs> you are busier than I even thought you were before we started. Yeah, I'm busy, definitely. <laughs> um, and earlier in two thousand, oh, sorry, later in two thousand and twenty, um, there was a tragic circumstance in your life. Yeah, and that was the passing of your beautiful Luna. And we're now in um, April of 2021 and Jess is here today to not share about the events of what happened on that day or the days after. We're here to talk about all the incredible things that you have been doing since and it is beyond inspirational and we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, it's angel card time. Yay! I'm very excited to see what the angels have for you. So if you want to flip it over and read the card. Ground yourself. Love it. It says, when you detach from awareness of your body and the physical world, you become ungrounded. Although it's pleasant to float heavenward, your attention and work are needed upon this earth. We're helping you balance the spiritual and material balance the spiritual and material so that you can enjoy a fulfilling earthy life. Interesting. Hmm, fitting. This card is a signal that your energy and attention needs to be grounded. If you've been feeling spacey, confused or forgetful, this card speaks to the reason. Ungroundedness means that your attention is directed up too high as if you're not in your body. A balance is needed between a focus on spirit and a focus on earth. You can ground yourself by walking barefoot on grass or soil, by eating foods from the ground like potatoes and carrots, by rubbing your bare feet, by touching a tree or a plant or by visualising roots coming from the bottom of your feet into the earth. Grounding will help you to better concentrate and focus and will also increase your connections to the angels. Additional meanings for this card. Spend time gardening, work with flower essences, adjust your diet and other lifestyle habits so that you can support your mental and physical awareness. Make sure the words you speak or write are practical, grounded and understandable. Be down to earth and authentic in your relationships. Send love and light to Mother Earth. Wow. That's awesome, right? Yeah. Super fitting. Super fitting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Is Thank anything, you. That's all right. Did anything stand out in particular? Yeah, well, obviously um, my whole me is different now. So I'm still trying to find the new me, the new norm. I'm trying to navigate, obviously, my grief journey. So um, I'm not grounded because I'm all over the place. And I don't think anyone expects you to be, yeah, <laughs> be that's grounded. Right. So that is probably the most perfect card to pull. Um, even with the flowers is really cool because yesterday a friend of mine um, dropped over to our house. They made a, um, a lunar flower garden and they actually researched all of the flowers from Luna's birth month, which is in April. And um, we have this massive um, flower garden full of flowers now. So we just got that card which spoke about the flowers. So maybe that has something to do with it, which yeah. is super cool. And speaking of flowers completely, like, well, it's not really. Um, I had a friend going through a hard time this week and a friend's birthday yeah. and I sent them both flowers. And when I logged on to send them flowers, it's like my go-to shop that I always go to and a message popped up saying that the florists were shutting down and they're moving to Adelaide and there's two days left to take orders. Yeah. 
And um, it was a place that Horn used to buy me flowers from. And you, you just expect that things stay there. So I sent myself a bunch of flowers. Good on you. Um, from the florist. And they arrived just before I left. And I didn't know if they were going to be waiting for me when I got home. Um, and where um, where Horn is, his resting place, um, is on the way home from here. So I took one flower out of that bouquet and I have it in the car. And when I go home, I'm going to stop in there. That. Just because I was like, I love, nice. yeah, I just like. Did you write a letter to yourself? No, I, I, like wrote, a a, I wrote a message to them, the yeah. florist, and I said, because when Horn passed away, so many flowers came from that florist that's near our house at the time. Yeah. And um, they actually came to like the front door and were like, we remember your husband. He used to come in here and physically buy the flowers. He wouldn't get them like delivered unless yeah. it was like a work day or something. But he, there's a, a video that I've shared before where he's riding like barefoot on his Harley with like a bunch of roses. Um, and I he like that. made me stand at the front. He's like, get the camera out. Like he, <laughs> he wanted to be like captured. Yeah, doing he was being that. Romeo. Yeah, I and he's like, that. and I need to get praise for this. So I was like, I wrote them the message to say that. And I said, you know, he used to buy me like special occasion flowers and doghouse flowers. And yeah. I probably got more doghouse flowers than I did. <laughs> flowers of flowers, yeah, flowers right? Flowers of flowers. <laughs> yeah. And she wrote on the card and she, yeah, she wrote a nice message to me. So I was like, I would feel bad if I didn't do it because I thought about it for like three days and I'm like, is it weird? Should no, I do that's it? not weird. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's lovely. And then it's nice for you as well because if they're not there anymore and they are moved, you you know that you've supported them right till the end. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I can go and give Horn one and then that's kind of like some things and you'll find along the way they come like full circle. And like yeah. I had just taken for granted, as I said, that the florist was always there. And I sent them to other people, um, which I never used to use that florist when like Horn was alive. But when he passed away, then I started you like going there. It. Yeah. And everyone's like, they're the most amazing. And they are the most amazing flowers. Um, so yeah, I was like, and I got that card last week at home. Wow. I haven't been pulling them myself because the guests have been doing it yeah. and I got that card last week. So. And then you went and bought two sets of flowers this yeah, week. Yeah, but I didn't even think of it until like hearing it again. Yeah. So anyway, off track, very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would love for the safest space possible for you to, yeah. you know, anyone that is following you on social media is definitely along for the journey, but it is very much your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell us about Luna. Okay, so much. I could go on and on for days about Luna. Luna is um, absolute magic. She, um, we waited seven years to have Luna. I didn't know that. Which is amazing. And I knew she was different from the get-go. When I had Lou, I had to be induced two weeks early because she was very big. So when they said to me, when I went for scans from 32 weeks, every week she was putting on a pound from 32 weeks to 30, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, from 34 weeks to she was born at 38, she was putting on a pound a week. Jesus. And they're saying to me, this baby is massive. And my partner's Maori Cook Island. Mm -hmm. So I'm a twin and I was only four pounds when I was born. So I thought- <laughs> We get sure, scared. Yeah. And I was massive. <laughs> Too. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. And I got induced two weeks early and then my labor was really crazy. And then I um, ended up having an emergency cesarean. And I'll never forget the doctor pulled Luna out of my stomach and he's like, oh my God, this is the biggest baby I've seen. He, <laughs> then, he did eight cesareans that night and he goes, put this baby on the scales like she was a, like a fish or like a nice <laughs> big tuna, you know, and he's like, put this baby on the scales. She's the biggest one we've had all weekend because she was born on Easter weekend. Right. 
And um, she was 9.4 pounds and she was huge. And it was funny because from social media, you always think you're going to get this like super cute kid, you know, that's like <laughs> picture perfect, a little bun on it, you know, the little bow <laughs> and everything. Photoshop here and there. Lou mm-hmm. was totally opposite. She, I thought she'd be caramel. She was white as a ghost <laughs> to the point where I actually asked them, is she albino? Like she was almost see-through. <laughs> right. And I'm looking at my partner who's caramel. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I haven't been with you for seven years for a white, white baby, you know, and I faked in every week. And I was like, sorry, Luna girl. The baby to have yeah, skin. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, maybe she'll turn up. And um, it was funny because she had bright red hair mm-hmm. and neither of us have red hair. And I um, I was like, oh, maybe it's strawberry blonde. Or, mm-hmm. And as she was growing, it was getting redder and redder and redder. And I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was absolutely amazing. She had pure white skin, bright blue eyes and red hair. And she had the personality to match from the very get go. She was wild. She was super confident. She um, was also one of those children. A lot of my friends have kids and we have a lot of children around us and say there was an adult event and no children were meant to come. Everyone would say, there's no children, but you can bring Luna. Like she was always, everyone loved her. She was a crowd favourite. She was well-mannered. She was the type of child that would come to your house and take your shoes, her shoes off at the door. If you didn't take your shoes off, she'd say, excuse me, you forgot your <laughs> shoes are on, you know, or she was all, like super caring, so lovely. And I think that's quite comforting for me that um, she was so kind that she was oblivious to anything that was outside that for her. So she never felt um, like bullied or any sort of negative emotion because she was so kind she would see past that. Above it. That's right. And, um, yeah, she did um, swimming from when she was three months. So she was like a little dolphin. When um, she passed, she was just over three and a half and she would swim laps, like hold her breath under the water and go back and forth and – it was amazing. She was very talented. She did jazz tap and ballet and was an incredible dancer. Like everything you think you want your child to be, Luna was only at a short age of three and a half. So I am um, super mind. proud. Yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, she, well, she is great. Yeah. Yeah. She is. And I um, didn't have the privilege of knowing Luna um, and Jess and I only recently connected um, and I was having my sound healing event and um, a good friend of mine is close to Jess and Timmy and um, when news did break and that like I have a sinking feeling for anyone when any loss occurs. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the loss of Luna has tremendously affected an enormous amount of people and without saying positively the changes that people are being inspired by her beautiful presence and the the way that you have you're thriving to survive yeah and I get that but the things that you have created the things that have been done in her memory the walls at dancing and if you don't follow Jess you can jump over to her Instagram and see the amount of love and light for someone that's three and a half. So little, yeah. Yeah, and has just had this outpouring of support and love and there's rainbows and unicorns and bright colours and Luna's wall. Yeah, her mural. Yeah, Yeah. and can you tell for the listeners, like, how did that that come? Yeah, I don't actually even know how that came about. Yeah, for sure. So about... um, 
three weeks after Luna passed, our one of Timmy's best friends, Carl, and his wife, Georgia, um, which is obviously good friends with myself as well, they came over and they, I know that a lot of people were talking like behind our back saying, what can we do for them? You know, and there is nothing you can physically do when someone um, goes through something like this. So the the next best thing that they felt was we're going to create a space where Jess and Tim can go and their family and honour Luna. So what they did was they um, found a park. They actually took three days going all over the Gold Coast trying to find the perfect spot to put this mural of Luna. And there is one park um, where we live in our community, but there was no wall. And it got to the point where my brothers are bricklayers. He's and like, they I'm building a yeah, wall. Yeah, that's what they said. They're like, if we can't find it, we're going to build our own wall. And they're like, no, no, you've got to get council approval. Yeah. You've got to do this. You know, and it was too. <laughs> and rules. That's right. So my fa- we live in Ormo and my parents live in Beanley. So they actually found a park in between both of us mm-hmm. and um, they put a whole heap of um, like what would they be like boards mm-hmm. and then they got one of their friends Maddie Bro to actually do a mural of Luna and the photo that they did was actually the last I took that photo four days before Luna passed so it was one of the most recent photos we had of her and um, yeah now we have this beautiful photo of Luna it's got her rainbow uh, like it's got rainbows a little pony on there everything that kind of reflects her personality is on this board it also has her mantra on the side Mm -hmm. and which what is her mantra her mantra okay so her mantra is some positive affirmations that I've actually spoken to Luna about since she was literally since she could talk so that is I am kind I am brave I am confident I am strong and I am smart so that's something that we used to chant every single night. And that comes back. I know Courtney has red hair, which I really love. Mm-hmm. But um, when Luna, I knew that Luna had red hair, there is like a negative stigma around, say, rangers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that word. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Um, and even often people be like, oh, you got a little ranger. I'm like, don't ever call her that. Yeah. She's not a ranger. Her name's Luna. Yeah. And I, um, it was quite funny because I actually had quite a lot of awkward conversations about that, but I said, I don't like it. Yeah. It's got a negative stigma associated to it and don't ever call my daughter a ranger, yeah. you know? And you're also not defined by the colour of your hair. No. So pe- people don't say to me, I've actually had blonde hair my whole life mm-hmm. and people don't go to me, oh, you got blonde hair. But they'll see Luna and say, oh, she's got red hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I knew from an uh, uh, early age that you can't bully someone on something if they don't have a complex on it. So if Luna was uneasy because she had red hair and say she went to daycare and someone said, oh, you've got red hair, you're a ranger, that that would have went her no, uh, that would have just been noise like she, yeah. th- those words had no power because Luna was confident in who she was and what she looked like and what she ha- like what she could deliver yeah. so um it was really important for me to teach her positive affirmations so she backed herself yeah. and that's where that mantra came from beautiful yeah yep. so beautiful and I didn't know where it came from because yeah. I have a similar mantra with the boys but I stole it from the movie The Help so it's like <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they say like you is kind you is smart you is important so yeah. we, they say I am kind I'm smart I'm important and I put at the end and I will achieve great things I love that and that's like what they say it's mainly like Carter because yeah. like I really have to give him some positive reinforcement every now and again but yeah so when I saw that I was like oh my god like I love that and now um You've started the Luna Capri Foundation. Yes. And um, just to confirm, is the little, like uh, plaques, were they the wood plaques? Yeah. What are they called? What do you call They're, them? They're um, like Luna's Mantra. Luna's Mantra. Yeah. It's like a wood 
hanging thing for the house. Okay. Um, is that part of the Luna Capri Foundation? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So the Luna Capri Foundation is something that we've set up. We're still trying to get, it's a non-for-profit organisation at the moment, but we're trying to get charity status, mm-hmm. um, which we found is a bit of a lengthy process. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason behind that, there was lots of... Um, different things that brought us to doing that. I know once we left the ICU unit at the Gold Coast Hospital, um, Tim and myself were so humbled by the staff and how great they were to us that we felt the need to give back. And we said um, every Christmas, my daughter passed three days before Christmas. So when we actually left on the ride home, we said, we're going to come back here every year at Christmas time and we're going to go to build a bear first and we're going to build a whole heap of bears for these children and whoever's in these wards, we're going to give them out to them for Christmas. And then it kind of grew from there because Luna's service, I don't like saying the F word, so I call it her service. We had... Oh, I was like, fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> no, but now I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and... Um, we had a Lucella, which was yeah. a massive, I it's knew incredible. that we weren't going to have a sad day for Luna. I was going to celebrate her life just as she deserved. So we had a, literally a Lucella for her. So we had rides, ferry floss, um, ice cream trucks, food vans. We had bubble makers, live entertainment. We had a reptile show. We had, um, we literally had everything that you can think of. We had we had um, ladies, big angels walking on stilts. We had um, the a farm. Was incredible. We had ponies with Luna's name written all over. Um, yeah, everything that a child loves, we delivered, and it was so great. It was incredible, actually, that we did that within two days. Yeah. And I said, well, my sister said, let's do a Disneyland. I'm like, you can't have a Disneyland. You know, we're in the middle of COVID as well, by the way. Yeah. And they, I had a lot of pushbacks. You're only allowed 100 people and you can have this and you can have that. And I had a girlfriend of mine that owns hide and seek markets. Mm-hmm. And I contacted her one night late at night panicking. I said, I need you on board. I need this to be a market so I can have as many people as I can at Luna's service. So we were allowed um, two and a half thousand people at her service. Mm-hmm. And we definitely hit that, maybe even a sneaky couple, a hundred yeah. more. So. Yeah, it was totally worth it. And then after that service, everyone said, you need to do this every year because it was a perfect time in that families were off in between the Christmas and the New Year period. So I thought it was really good for the community. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I am going to do this every year. So then every year it doesn't sting as much because we're doing something in honouring Luna. So that's something that I'll do every year. And then this year I thought I would also put a market there. So every, like there's children's stalls there. So family can come and um, actually make a day out of it. And I'm sure anyone listening is just thinking, holy fuck, how have you done all of this in the space of four months? Yeah. Well, for me, it's, um, this is what keeps me going. So I um, strive in chaos and I always have. And I think you've got two options when it comes to something as serious as this. You've got two roads. You've got a road where I'm traveling, which is I'm trying to find um, not so much the silver lining, but I'm still here and I'm lucky. I gratitude that you get to be here. That's right. And also my daughter is cheering me on. So she's going, mama, we got this. You got to do this, you know. And I seen a psychic recently and they said to me, Luna said to me, and this conversation legit saved my life. I was having a really bad weekend. 
And the lady said, Luna keeps, you know, elbowing me and saying, you know, you knew this was going to happen, Mama. This, this is, this is a plan. You signed the contract, remember? You and Dad both signed the contract. You knew this was going to happen. And I thought, wow, like you do have sole contracts. And I feel like where I was told that I was a twin sister with Luna in our previous life, mother and daughter in this life, and then we have one more life together. So I think I'm here. I'm lucky. I need to continue to um, honour Luna and um, push forward and whether we, um, you know, someone else that is following my journey might come across some sort of grief, trauma or loss, they might be inspired by me and it might help them. If I share Luna's story and how great she was, then maybe other children might feel, um, you know, their parents will teach them Luna's mantra. So therefore they have... Um, the tools in place or the strategies to overcome bullying when they're older or, you know, I feel like that's important to spread her light because she was great. So if we can help another family, we can help another child, then why wouldn't we do that? Mm -hmm. You know? You are already helping so many children, but you also every Tuesday dedicate story time where on Jess's Instagram she goes live at seven. Seven, yeah. Seven and – so incredible, like still how you just consistently show up. And I know it probably is the keeping busy, what you just said. Yeah. It's your calm in the chaos to have this routine of like doing this. I know from myself that I wanted my life to stay, air quote, as normal and as busy as it could, especially in the earlier stages. So every, um, and at Luna's wall, there's also a little cubby house. that's like Luna's little library. And yeah. it's like a book swap oh, and it's, kids can go and take a book and then drop a book back. And it's, yeah. the whole concept just blows my freaking mind about how perfect it all is. Like what amazing friends and family are like think to create that space. And random yeah. people come and visit and so hang out. Like it's I really have people all over everywhere. Australia that will message me and say, Jess, we're coming to the Gold Coast for the weekend and we would love to come see Luna's Wall. Where, you know, where is it? Or I want to donate books to Luna's library. Where can I do it? And that came from obviously my educational background. I know that learning, like reading is um, so important for your children, not just for their um, imagination, but also for their vocabulary, their, um, you know, reading and writing as they get older. Everything just stems from reading to your children at an early age. And I like doing it as well. So I have always read to Luna at seven o'clock and we used to have a deal in our house it, uh, when she was younger, it was almost like I was sitting there for two hours every night reading her all these books and she'd be like, please, mama, one more, one more. I'm like, girl, it's eight o'clock. You need to go to bed, you know? So I, um, we had a rule where it was two books, sometimes a sneaky third, and then we'd follow it through with affirmations. So when I came home about three weeks after, it took me about three weeks to come home after Luna passed and I said to Timmy, I, what, what am I going to do about reading to Luna? Because that was something that I really looked forward to every day. And I said, you know what, I'm going to read, I'm going to go live on my social media tonight at seven o'clock, which is Nana's time in our house. That's when the children go down and that's going to make me feel connected to Luna and it's going to make me feel happy. And I, I feel happy and fulfilled if I'm reading to another child that maybe their parents are busy or maybe their parents don't see the importance of reading until they hear my story, you know? So that's what I do. Every Tuesday night at seven o'clock, I go live and I read Luna's book collection. So all of Luna's favorite stories, I read to every other child in Australia. Some I've had people, you know, from Spain, Ireland, all over the world that tune in, Brazil, 
I've seen the comment. Yeah, like, it's, it's so just, cool. Mind-blowing. Yeah, and sometimes I'll share stories about Luna and, and children love it and I have it saved on my IGTV and then people can go back to it. Right. And a lot of people will message me and say, you know, Jess, thanks so much. I, um, you know, instead of giving my phone and watching cars or mm. trolls or something, they're giving my story, you know, my Instagram over and they're listening to my story throughout the day as well. So I feel like that's super important and it makes me feel connected to Luna as well. So it's exciting. Yeah. And as I said, you've also got a whole community of people that are cheering and supporting you on. You've got the Lunathon. I love how her name just ties into like everything. everything. I feel <laughs> like it's so like Lunacorn, yeah. the unicorn, yeah. Lunacorn, Lunathon, like, Luchella. so like on brand to yeah. create like yeah. something great. Yeah. Well, that was part of, um, so my partner, he is a fitness freak, mm-hmm. which is amazing because I definitely am not. Mm-hmm. So he to help his mental health. And obviously the statistics are really shocking when it comes to grief, loss and trauma. So for example, I've been told that marriage breakup statistics or relationship breakdowns is 90% when you lose a child, which is absolutely crazy. I have heard that Yeah. Also the suicide rate for a parent is 75%. That is wild. That is, yeah, And shocking. that was another thing with... Um, creating this foundation, it's like, if these statistics are so high, then what is out there for the community for parents like myself? Yeah, I um, the support? There is none. So for me, myself, I've had one phone call from the hospital and pretty much not too much interaction from the police unless it's related to the actual accident. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I didn't have the mental capacity that I do, that I see why they are so high. because there is no support. And I'm lucky that I've got such a big community backing me every day. So as part of the Luna Capri Foundation, we are going to create a um, family support, whether we, you know, we haven't really gone too much into it because we're focusing on the education side. Yeah. Yeah, But then there definitely is a space for that because yeah, it's vital for anyone moving forward to do that. And you have Luna and Mars. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm hencing a theme, but I where did the names stem from? Yeah. Okay. So that's really funny. So Luna, I just always loved Luna's name, and I actually ever since I was probably in my early teens, I liked the name Capri, and I felt like it wasn't strong enough to be a first name, but I always knew it was going to be a middle mm-hmm. name. And then I just love Luna Capri, and I feel like it's. Um, such a magical name and it's so feminine and it's it's beautiful and I love it and but Marzi he was a hard one I actually always my my partner's surname I'm not married yet but it's Martanger so I like the alliteration of Mars Martanger and then I actually said to my partner for ages the whole time I was pregnant I said we can't call him Mars because Mars and Luna, you know, it's space well, and a that, planet, you know, and I'm not even spacing. Okay, I was like, the universe. Like, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, which is funny now that. because now I'm actually quite spiritual. Yes. So and now it's it's beautiful. Mm. I really love it. But mm. I just loved Mars. I think Mars is so strong and, you know, you always think – if he's an, when he's an adult, shaking a hand saying, my name's Mars Martanger, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it sounds strong. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's a powerful name. Yeah. And um, yeah, now I'm so, we did have other names that 
I thought, like one name that I, I won't use is York and it was going to be York. And I said to Luna, what do you think? She goes, no, no, his name's Marzi. My baby's name's Marzi. Oh, I was like, all right. So sold. she actually sold it for us. Yeah. And Marzi's middle name is Machu, which is a Maldi name. Mm-hmm. And our favourite New Zealand band is 660. I don't know if you guys have heard no, of them, but okay. he is actually the singer and his name's Machu. So it's okay. Mars Machu Martanga, which is all the alliteration of yeah. M. Triple M. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for my next child, I want, like, the bar's high, right? I yeah. need to think of something really yeah. cool to go with and those. the pressure of a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 As long as it's not Galaxy. Uranus, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I did Uranus, I'd be in trouble, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the community has... has I'm I'm signed up for this fucking Lunathon. Yes. Like, and it's like scaring the bejeebus out of me. I bought my new runners. I went into an actual running shop and got I fitted because I have scoliosis. Oh and God. I was like, I don't know if my body can do this. And yeah. then I've like, and is my friend that is a mutual friend. And I'm like, did you run today? Because I'm like, I feel like I'm getting set up to run and no one else is running. I can run for a whole kilometre now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good work. But in How 500, it's it? 10. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's in like two months. Yeah, like, we've got time. Is it we've one got month? time. No, I think it's two. two. I'm yeah. like, yeah. hustle, Ash. And I was like, oh my god. I'm like, so I'm thinking, like, but I you need can walk like, it. There's no pressure to. We read. have to you finish. You have to finish in an hour and forty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How long does it take? Like, a, I think I could walk the average it. person to run ten kilometers. Well, average is a word that's used loosely because <laughs> my partner can run a k in like four minutes, and me probably about eight minutes. So. It is different, but yeah. I feel What's like... A, like a non-running average, 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> no, some okay. stops and some panting. I'm like, but I can walk. So my at the front of my house, I live on um, Burley Beach. And so from my front door to the top of Burley Hill and back is exactly 5Ks. That's awesome. Yeah, so I need to do that twice, twice. in the one hour 40. Yeah. So I can walk in 50 minutes up and back. So I'm like... If I can manage to That's run pretty half, impressive. I'm going to be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. I really started pacing. The other day I saw um, another mutual friend, Emma, and she wasn't running and I was running. I was so embarrassed that I saw her and I'm like, why aren't you running? We have the Lunathon to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, I'm chatting. <laughs> so, Well, the Lunathon's really cool. So Timmy did the um, triathlon at... Malula Bar with mm-hmm. a big, like a big lot of boys, like all these mm-hmm. friends. So, and then he kept saying to me, he's like, baby, you're going to do that? I'm like, no way. Like you've set the bar high. You can stay on the old <laughs> triathlon, which is obviously the swim, the bike ride yeah, and no. the run. And um, he said, all right, I'm going to do the Gold Coast Marathon as like a practice for the Noosa Tri, which is in September. Right. I said, all right, I'll do the run. And he's doing, I think, like 42Ks, which oh, is the, the full thing. one. Oh and I'm like, no way. I'll do 10. Oh, well, there was actually a five. I know. And I, I was like, I can Angie. do the five. I begged yeah. her. And she's like, no, everyone's doing 10. I'm like, we can do five. Yeah, yeah, five easy. <laughs> We're still showing first. up. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, all right, I'll actually test myself at least and I'll yeah. do the 10. But it's harder than it seems. I've ran a couple of times. And I'm gassed after a five. Yeah. So I'm I hoping. Think it seems really hard. So yeah. I, like I feel I like the energy on the day is going to be adrenaline what's will get, get us through. Everyone through. Uh, and, and a bit of peer pressure that never yeah, goes. Ne- you know, it always like helps. A bit of peer, bit of peer pressure. pressure. You are. Get- and I'm like, I know I don't want to come last. So there, yeah. <laughs> there'll be a bit of that. 
Hundred, and you've got new sneakers, so surely yeah, that will lift you up. I've got two pairs. I've got two pairs. Get blisters. <laughs> yeah, you'll get blisters. Make sure you wear them in. If you yeah. get a new um, outfit, that always makes you go faster yeah. too, right? And I'm like, and I might just like wear a wig or something and be like disguised. I was thinking like some rainbow like unicorn hair or something. No, because yeah. then they'll be like, "There's Ash in that unicorn <laughs> yeah, yeah, one." She's standing <laughs> yeah, you've got to. We, I think we have to be really strategic in what we do. But yeah, I am excited. We also have some Lunathon. Um, like gear that we're going to wear. So we've got like singlets getting made. And anyone made. can join in, can't they? Anyone, of course. Yeah. So if you go on to the Gold Coast Marathon and um, enroll, you can actually choose a team name. So mm-hmm. it's free and um, the code is Lunathon and the, the team name's Lunathon and the password's Lunathon. So yeah. anyone's welcome to join. I think we've got about 150 people doing it so oh, far, wow. which is amazing. We also have a couple of um, people that have reached out from Sydney, Melbourne. They're actually flying up to do it. Wow. So I think that's super that's cool. Epic. And that just shows the power of social media and mm-hmm. how much the community can really help out. And I know firsthand, and you would know too, Ash, when you go through something as traumatic as as grief, I feel like when you have even strangers, and sometimes I feel like it's even more special when it's a stranger because they don't actually know you on a personal level. Mm -hmm. When they show you so much love and show up for you every day, whether it's, you know, I get probably... 20 tags a day if it's raining of rainbows saying hey Jess seen Luna in Darwin today hey Jess seen Luna at Townsville she's shining bright I think isn't that amazing you know there's people that don't even know us on the other side of the country saying hey I seen Luna today up in the sky and I think that's just magic yeah and I, I did it too on Tim's birthday and um, I, I don't even know Tim and like yeah. it had been like a day and then it like rained and I was just sitting at my desk and I just looked up and there was just like the biggest rainbow and because I am all, not always looking for a sign but I believe in them so much yeah. and I was like... Luna has sent her dad a rainbow. (laughs) I was like, which is super cool, isn't it? It was just randomly came, and it was the brightest rainbow I think I've like seen in years. Yeah, and I was like, oh, good work, baby girl. Like, I love it. I think I don't know if it's, I if it's honestly now that we just look up more. Like my, speaking of myself or even my community, if we just look up more and we notice in the sky that the moon is nice and bright or the, you know, the rainbows are out or whatnot, because I feel like since Luna passed, I've never noticed so many full moons, beautiful skies, yeah. candy skies, anything mm-hmm. like that. So I like That's your appreciation for life. hundred percent. That's so you what are I think. Taking in the smaller things. Yeah. They're more obvious because you're more grateful. That's right. And also I like to tell myself that Luna was such a boss baby that that she's gone up there and she's like, right, my mum loves rainbows Head and she, yeah, I am actually getting promoted and I'm queen of the sky and this is my job. So whoever's got this job, it's my turn to shine. I love that. So I can imagine her sitting up there on her throne just being like, nut, nah, it's rainbow time. My parents are having a bad day. I'm going to show up. So I love that. Yeah, I love that too. And your community grew substantially. Yeah. Has that come with some pressures? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd be lying if I said no, but I am also one of those people that I don't, you know, obviously even so brands, for example, have been reaching out saying, Hey, do you want to collab? Do you want to do that? I'm not on social media to do that. I I know that obviously people make money out of it and that's amazing and it's paying their electricity bills and it's giving them this great life yeah. and I think that's amazing but for me I'm not here to do that. I'm um I'm here to sprinkle some positivity on social media. I'm here to show the 
the good, the bad and the ugly, whatever shape and form that is. I don't look at my followers. I don't care if people unfollow me. I don't care if one person watches me on Storytime or a thousand people watch me on Storytime. I'm in it for my journey and I'm willing to share what I'm going through in in not only like as it's quite therapeutic for me, but also I feel like if it's helping other people in the community, which it is, Mm -hmm. then I'm all for that. I love that. And I have had a couple of, you know, like I put a photo, a video up the other day of Marzi in the car seat and there's always one. I get this message and they're like, I see that your son's forward facing on his car seat. Do you know that that's day? I'm like, sis, catch her. Yeah. I'm like, please unfollow me. I don't know anyone. And it's so funny when something so serious and something so bad happens in your life. Anyone that talks negative around me, I'm just like, stop talking now. Do not say one more word to me because I'm off. Yeah. You know? It's funny how people can just feel the need to like chime in. It's like, it's just my baby in the car, in the car. He's he's buckled up. He's safe. Yeah. He's one next month. And I'm like, don't you have to be six months old? Six months, yeah. yeah so she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so that's even worse. I know. When someone like chimes in and says something like, but also you would think that someone that's going through such a crazy time, yeah, why the last you... thing you want to do is send them something negative, negative. right? Yeah, totally. So in saying that, I haven't had too much, um, too many negative yeah. things. I obviously get a lot of questions about Luna's accident, the driver, things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's something that legally I'm not going to speak about as yet. Yeah. And it uh, also it's. None of their business. That's if right. You, you are sharing so openly, so vulnerably and so much. Yep. Don't you think you would have shared it by now if it was something you wanted to talk 100%, about? 100%. Yep. And that is, um, that's it. I think I show a snippet of maybe 2% of my whole day. Mm-hmm. So I share, so, so, some days I share a lot, some days I don't share much at all. And that obviously comes with if I'm busy or if some days are really bad and I don't want to get on my phone and share everything so yeah um, what about the side of things like I know for me I, I had like a whole cancer thing and um but I have like my pet scan coming up in a couple of weeks and I've got this girl sliding into my DMs at the moment that's just had a cancer diagnosis and she's like coming to me for advice yep. and tips and things like that because she's experienced a similar thing and I've found it pretty hard because I'm trying to get myself in like a good headspace not to be worked up for my pet scan because it's a very anxious yeah. time I assume you're getting other mothers, parents sliding mm-hmm. into your DMs relating to you. How does yep. that work, like triggering you? Um, I'm very conscious with what I take on board with exactly how you spoke about with triggers. Um, I like to put my energy where I feel like it's best suited. And I have had a lot of people reach out whether there's something, you know, in similar situations to Luna. And I feel like at this point in my life, I am, I can only worry about myself Timmy and Mars. So, and my, my circle, my community, which is my pet, my family and my friends. So when I take on, you know, I've thought about reaching out to another mum, for example, I won't say her story. And I've thought about reaching out to her, but she is in a very um, negative headspace. And I was very careful because I don't want to speak to somebody else that's not on the same sort of um, journey as myself because I don't want their energy to come onto me and shift my road or my path yeah. because I find it very hard to, 
not very hard, but I put in a lot of work to wake up and show up and it be positive. It is work. It is work. So I feel like when I have any sort of negative things around me that it can easily ruin my day. So I um, obviously try to sprinkle my love on people by um, reminding, giving people gentle reminders to really appreciate their life, appreciate their children. You know, I... Um, get people that say to me, you know, or like sometimes friends will share friends of friends that I follow on social media, you know, they'll complain about their kids and stuff. And I get that. I get being a mum is hard. I get that. But I feel like even just spreading out, like just, just be cautious of some people that don't have that opportunity, you know, and whether that's, you know, even I'll watch movies and I watched this movie the other day and it was so random. They, it was like a really nice movie and then all of a sudden this girl crawled through the fence and she got hit by a car and I looked mm. at Timmy and I said, wow, like we can't even watch a movie now without having to worry that yeah. something so triggering is going to come up on the TV, mm -hmm. you know. So, And you'd be surprised how many people drown in movies. 100%. <laughs> like and Eden's just sitting there like... Should we sinking like into the couch change the yeah. channel now and you know and some and and sometimes like it just sends me on a massive drip because it looks so like peaceful and nice but like I don't think of it like that yeah and no they dramatize it into this like oh it's a beautiful way to die but I'm like they still died yeah <laughs> like, well even just three of us you know if you've gone through cancer we've got a drowning and mm -hmm. a, so, someone that's yeah. been killed from a car crash I feel like those three are very, heightened. I would heightened 100% and somewhat common. So I feel like when I watched that movie, I thought, how rude. Like mm. these people are making these movies and not even thinking about people that could be triggered. And yeah. then my partner brought up cancer. He goes, you know, ha well, ha you know, people die with cancer all the time on, you know, movies and whatnot. I'm like, it's so true. We don't actually think about how when we do something and we deliver something, we don't actually think about anybody else, Yeah, which... I don't know if that's something that can be changed, you know, that you still have to be. Um, the hard thing is these things do happen in life. They do. And, and that's, you can't hide are it. replicating life, life or a things. story or a journey at some point. Yeah. And what's sensitive to one person isn't sensitive to I another know. person. And if we start eliminating all the sensitivity. You can't do it. There's no, there's no story. There's no journey. Yep. And, and I 100% I agree with that. But I feel like. Even if we could, you know, I often say on my social media, I went to Paradise Point on the weekend and that was super triggering to me. And I say, smile at strangers because you don't know their path. So whether that's, you know, yourself, Courtney, at your hospital scan, maybe when you're walking in, imagine a lady just smiling at you saying, I yeah. love your beautiful jumper today. I hope you have a great day. Yeah. How nice would you feel going yeah. in there with a fresh mind instead of someone looking you up and down or just kept walking or you've been yeah. ignored and you've just had road rage in the car park and you're already feeling uneasy. It's like we should sprinkle kindness more often because nobody knows what other people are going through. You know, it's a beautiful message. It is a beautiful message, and I, I'm gathering that it's also one of your coping mechanisms to have this mindset. Yes, a hundred percent. So, from the very get go, from that phone call that I had um, when I first found out, I was and on for, for context, and yep. I share as much or little. At the time, yep. you were actually in hospital yourself. I was, yeah, yeah. And for like not a mystery illness, but you were having heart yeah. palpitations or problems. And when I have spoken about you to my partner and I was like, I feel like 
you were not there for a reason. 100%. The universe knew I couldn't have seen that. Yeah. And it's like a double-edged sword really because if you're there, things could have changed. If you're not there, you didn't yeah. see it. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that in my head nothing's going to change. Nothing no. will ever bring her back. So I choose how I show up each yeah. day. You choose your emotions. If you want – if I – I have not once in the last four months sat in bed all day and cried all day because that's not healthy. That's not good for your mental health. And I've got a son that counts on me and I have a partner that needs me. Mm -hmm. So I also think every single day, what would Luna want? She doesn't want her mum sitting in the corner hating life and Mm -hmm. no way. She would say to me, mama, come on, what's wrong? Why are you crying? myself and Timmy have a beautiful relationship and we never really argue or fight and Luna was never surrounded by any sort of um, well, like negative emotion or conflict. So I think for her to see her parents so upset is um, not good for her or for her, her brother. So And speaking of your relationship, yep. has there been a shift? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so recently... Timmy deals with grief different to my to myself and that is totally normal within relationships and for people going with grief. It's not the same. It's not a, not a cookie cutter. That's right. It's not the same for everyone. And Timmy has different um, stresses and pressures on him that I do because Timmy was there on the day and I wasn't. And he's, um, you know, he's the dad, he's the man of the pack and he is the protector and he has different pressures on him than I do. So I am very conscious of making sure that he is in a positive head frame um, or head space. And I think our relationship has shifted in the fact that we have more worries on our back now. So we had We still do have a beautiful life and it's different, but our stresses are different. So Timmy struggles to sleep at night and Timmy has, um, you know, Timmy doesn't want to live in our house anymore because our daughter was killed right outside our driveway and I love our house and that's why memories of my daughter is in that house. So it's hard. It is hard. our, Our house had already been sold when Horn passed away. Wow. But we hadn't signed the contracts and I had this opportunity to not go through with it. Yeah. Um, I ended up, it was, we were coming into autumn at the time. Um, so there wasn't really a need for me to, well, it was still warm in the Gold Coast in autumn, but I thought, I don't know if I can show up as a good parent yep. and let my kids play in that swimming pool yeah. without me freaking out. Worrying, yeah. And so I can see how Timmy would feel like that but I can also see how you feel like that because I didn't want to leave because I had really one really fucked up day yeah but I had 10 years of the best memories in that house yeah and yeah the universe sorts it out for you in the end well that's what I think I feel like um what's meant to happen will always happen so I just me and Timmy are we've always had a beautiful relationship and we have lots of love and that's the main foundation in any healthy relationship so there is our relationship has changed in the fact that um, we are trying to navigate a new normal for us, but the love is still 100% there, if not more. It has brought us yeah. super, super close. And with having a blended family as well, we've already looked the devil in the face before, so yeah. bring it on. Yeah, and yeah, can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear that, especially with the statistics that you gave before yeah. that, um, you know, 
making you closer and tighter. And I'm sure grieving differently has its challenges. And I think that's what it is. That is the challenges. I know that Timmy is an amazing dad and he's an amazing partner and I I feel so lucky. In the videos, like braiding Luna's hair. Yeah. And I was just like, how does he know how to do that? (laughs) He (laughs) is honestly the best dad. I can't even do a braid. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I can't braid. When um, I've got my final semester left of uni and our our plan was to actually for me to go teach rural and Tim was going to be the stay-at-home dad. And he's the fun dad. He's the one that wants to like take the kids swimming down at the creek and climb the trees. And I'm like, be careful, you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he is – he's born to be a dad, Tim. And I just really feel for him because – I feel like this is such a big blow for a for a parent, but also a dad that is so hands on and is so great. I and feel like it. and loves it. That's right. He's just had his baby stolen from him. So, I um, yeah, I love him and I I am a hundred percent backing him in his corner. Amazing. And how have you? Why you're on? It's you know, you, it's like sorry, I'm fumbling. It, there's either a grief journey or a healing journey, yeah. and I think you have to go through the grief journey to get to the healing journey. And yeah. you're still, when it's someone in your immediate family, a child, a spouse, a sibling, that the you it, it it's a journey. There's no destination. Yeah. It's a lifelong thing that you are partaking in, and yeah. it has its moments of its ups and downs. Do you guys heal together? Or do you choose to, or is it a mixture of both? Do you seek your own way of healing? Like, is Timmy spiritual? Is he taking that on board as much as you are? Is he looking to the universe for signs? Yeah, that's a really cool question. Timmy is Maori Cook Island. So when Luna passed, we actually brought Luna home for a week, which was amazing. And it was so vital to our grieving period. Mm -hmm. So we got to sleep with Luna. We got to celebrate her instead of her sitting in a cold room somewhere. Mm -hmm. None of that happened. So, um, And it might be a question for someone outside of the scope like me. I'm not Cook Island, not married, not my tradition. You are not. I'm guessing being with Timmy for such a long time, you've been introduced to that tradition slowly over time. Did you have any fear about Luna coming home? Um, Once she did pass, I did. I... I obviously was looking at my baby and I thought, I can't, I can't look at her for another week like this. But then I am so glad that we did it. And Tim just said, you just do, he backed me with everything. And he's like, you just do whatever you feel is right. If it's too much, we take Lou, you know? And I want to shout it to the rooftops. You don't have to have a culture to bring your child home or anyone you love. You, that's your baby. That's yeah. that. Just because your child passes doesn't mean they're owned by the state. They're not a child of the state. That's your child. You, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and without going into too much, when we're at that hospital, it's like, that's my baby, my rules, my right, you know? And I think when we brought Luna home, we had, it, it honestly felt like the whole of New Zealand was at my parents' <laughs> house. It was wild. We had people there, like even at the hospital, we had this big guy, I call him the Maori Jesus. He came and he had this big like Bob Marley head and he was singing and it was just incredible. And when we came home, the whole street was covered and they actually do like a war cry to welcome the body in. Yeah. 
and someone had already clean, um, like saged. Well, I don't even know if it was saging mum's house, but they like just yeah, it's yeah they cleanse the house and they do this massive big war cry and it was like it was overwhelming. It was so crazy. It was beautiful. It was electrifying. It was all those emotions. It was so great. And when Luna left the house, they also do that. So that's where the hucker comes I in and that all that video sort of thing. And yeah, I, think I watched it like seven times. Sobbing. Yeah. Well, we did yeah. the hucker. Well, the boys did the hucker yeah. at a um, at Luna's service, where they generally don't do that. Okay. When you do a hucker, it's at the end, and it's to show um, a sign of respect. So when the body leaves the house, that's generally when they do it. That's mm-hmm. why the last hucker at at my parents' mm-hmm. house was so massive, mm-hmm. and the. The great thing about the Maori culture is everybody is, they call it whānau, which means family, Mm. and everybody just shows up for each other. And that was so powerful. We had people at our house all day, every day, slept over, sleeping on the back deck. It Uh was, they call it a mudai, and everybody comes and Mm. everybody enjoys. And I had, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And I feel... When you do that, though, you don't, in the Maori culture, you don't actually interfere with the spirits as such. Mm -hmm. And so moving forward now, Timmy, when I see mediums, I've seen three um, important, well, significant mediums that have helped me with my healing process. And I keep saying to Timmy, come with me, do it, you know, and he's quite funny. And how he looks at it is I'm not ready to speak to somebody else. I'm not ready to speak to my daughter through somebody else because I feel like that might just cement in exactly what's happened. So Timmy is open to it, but at the moment he is still um, just trying to like get himself together before he goes down that road. Yeah. And you recently did um, have Luna's fourth birthday, which was another celebration. Yeah. You know, in awe of your way of just continually showing up and celebrating her like she should be. And I still celebrate Horn's birthday every year. Yeah. I don't do anything for when he passed, but I celebrate his birthday every year. Yeah. It's a positive date. Yeah. And you've had this rush of Easter. Has Mars had his birthday yet? Yeah. So in six weeks, we have. Tim's birthday, which is April 7th. Luna's is April 15th. Then we have Mother's, oh, Easter. Then we have Mother's Day, which is May 8th mm-hmm. or May 9th. Yeah. And our anniversary is actually May 3rd. And then Marzi's first birthday is the May 10th. Yeah. So within six weeks, it's a lot of firsts. Yeah. And we celebrated Luna's birthday. Her birthday was on the Thursday. On the Wednesday, I actually went to Luna's daycare center and I dressed up as Elsa. And uh, I, and that was because when we used to get ready, Luna used to always, she only wore dresses, never wore shorts, never wore Mm -hmm. pants. And she would always say, mama, wear that pretty dress. And I did get that Elsa costume for her service. Mm -hmm. And I said to Timmy, I walked out in this Elsa dress. He's like, babe, are you going to wear that? I was like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, it's Lou's birthday. And I know she would point at me and say, mama, wear that dress. My friends are going to love it. That's my mama. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the coolest kid at right now. <laughs> exactly. I got a unicorn cupcakes. I put all this like blue glitter on my face. I felt like a, like a child entertainer, you know, yeah. and I wore these rainbow shoes and they were cool ones, like Puma ones, nice yeah. ones, but definitely didn't match. <laughs> and I turned up at a daycare center and we, um, I'd organized with her center. We did like, um, rainbow paintings, rainbow Play-Doh, sensory bottles, which is something that myself and Luna used to do at home quite regularly. Mm-hmm. And we did her favourite activities. I read two of Luna's favourite books to all her friends and we sung her happy birthday. And Was it hard? Yeah, it was. So Timmy was very um, upset about the day. He wanted to be there because he wanted to celebrate Luna, but 
he he we obviously all have different triggers so that was really triggering for him because he was at Luna's daycare center without her mm-hmm. and I was thriving in that environment because my headspace is I'm going to honor Luna and she's going to love this and she's going to be, she's going to be saying look at my mum she's mm. reading to my friends yeah. you know and yeah so that was hard for us and then the net, like even just singing happy birthday to her, I physically could not sing happy birthday to Luna. And that was because that just gave me that really yucky feeling in my throat. And that was the whole weekend. I couldn't sing Luna happy birthday. I just stood there and listened to it. And then on the Thursday was Lou's birthday. I got all these like big um, real estate boards with Luna's face on it and said, happy fourth birthday, Luna. And I, there was about 15 of them. And I put them all over my community with four, re- uh, four balloons, rainbow yeah. balloons. And a couple of them are still around town. And then we had a family lunch and that was amazing. I actually went on Hot Tomato and spoke about our story time, which was really oh, cool beautiful. as well, because I did a special Thursday edition just for her birthday. And then um, on the Saturday, we had a big party for her at a wall and we had pony rides, jumping castles, fairy floss, popcorn machines. It just was crazy, but it was more intimate. So it wasn't open for the public, just our friends and family. And we had a cake and cupcakes and that was really great. But when I got home after that weekend, I didn't realise because it was go, 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 I didn't realise how much it took a toll on us. So even now that was almost say two weeks ago, me and Tim, we've had a really rough couple of weeks emotionally. The silence sometimes is deafening. A hundred percent. And you can stay busy for a period of time and then you're going to, you're going to collapse. What goes up must come down, right? Totally. So we have been really um, relying on our therapist for the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks because yeah, it was once we, it's what, if you're having a good time somewhere, like at the party, for example, and everyone's having fun and all the children are playing and whatnot, and then you start singing happy birthday and it's quiet and there's no child that you're actually singing to, but you've got a box of ashes there and Luna's Elsa dress, it's it's very... Um, real. We, yeah, it's very real. And it's, um, yeah, it's tough. And it's confronting. Confronting is the perfect word. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, we, I honoured her, or we honoured her the exact way that we should have and we're so happy and we will just keep pushing on and doing what we can. Mm-hmm. And yep. Mother's Day is just around the corner and yep. I know that that's going to be tough. So Mother's Day is, Marzi was actually born on Mother's Day last year. Oh. So Mother's Day Happy is Sunday. Yeah, yeah, he was a beautiful present and his birthday is now on the Monday. So we've, we were actually going to go back to New Zealand for a week, mm-hmm. but we've decided now we're going to go to Tangaluma. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to Tangaluma for four days over Mother's Day and Marzi's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we've, I've been sent a couple of times at Tangaluma. There's a dolphin that keeps, ever since Luna passed, there's a dolphin that keeps coming up and um, they've actually called the dolphin Luna. Oh. So we're going to go up there and we're going to pat this dolphin um, for a couple of days. That's called Luna. And I don't know how you can kind of tell them apart, but <laughs> well, it, I'm sure if it comes up, its name's Luna. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if, that's know, our plan. Even if you can't, it's beautiful in theory. And there might be just one little dolphin that stands out and you're like, that's her. Well, it's crazy. When I went to a psychic, he said to me, um, Luna said, oh, this one psychic told me that Luna was a magpie. And I was like, oh. I'm telling you right now, hell no is my daughter a magpie. <laughs> I actually hate birds and they give me Horn the biggest bird, fear. Not a magpie. Yeah. She's like, he's a magpie. I'm like, I'd rather Luna turn into a toad than a magpie. <laughs> like, there's no way. I'm telling you right now, you're lying through your teeth because my daughter is not she a magpie. She would not do this to me. She wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I know she wouldn't. And I was like, nah. And then I asked this other psychic, I'm like, 
okay, be real with me. Is Luna a magpie? And then she started laughing. She's like, no. And she said to me, Luna's laughing. She said, Luna's saying, no, mama, I would never do that to you. She said, I'm a dolphin and I'm queen of the ocean. Oh. And I was like, yes, queen. I love that. She goes, whenever you go to the ocean, mama, you look for me and I'll show you I'm a dolphin. And literally two weeks later, we went and stayed up at Kira and we're on the top of Kira and me and Tim were sitting and Marzi in the back of his van. And I said out loud to Timmy, I said, Luna, if you're a dolphin, you show me, right? And within, no, I'm not even lying, 30 seconds, I put it on my Instagram. Within 30 seconds, we seen there was like, you know how the ocean goes out Mm. for like a K, probably like 50 metres back, a wave just came over out of nowhere. There was no waves and there was literally about 15 dolphins diving through this wave and the wave came all the way to the shore. And me and Tim, if someone's seen it, it would have been so funny. Yeah. With sit, sitting, like standing on the hill, we ran down, we're videoing it, both sobbing. I was going like, to say, we got crying out yeah, like, oh, like, I told you, I told you, she's a dolphin. Look oh at all these dolphins. God. And it was amazing. So I'm like, we're going to Tangaluma and we're going to, I mean, I'm going to ride Luna if it'll let me. That would be amazing, <laughs> right? Jump on, mama. Oh, no, we're going for a, a ride. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's just important when you have all these firsts, yeah. I feel like it's important to mentally prepare yourself. We have an action plan. This is what we're going to do so we don't wake up and go, oh, no, the day's here. Yeah. You know? Couldn't agree more. And the year of firsts is fucked. Mm-hmm. Completely honest. They're not that great the second time around, but it's like I think I counted for maybe like two years in the space of like weeks and months. Wow. And then I stopped counting in weeks and months. You know when people say they have like a toddler that's like... Yeah, 22 tw- months. Tw- tw- oh, like, yeah. oh, no, they say like 37 that. months and you're yeah. like, hold yeah. on a minute. I'm actually <laughs> like 1,050 <laughs> months. Yeah, it's so bad. Well, I think as well, I try not even think about the future because yeah. that scares me. Mm. I know that... Um, when I came home, my best friend said to me, oh, no, I was at my parents' house because it was only two weeks and I'll never forget it. So did you go to your parents' house after that? Yeah, so Luna came home for a week and then we couldn't actually return back to our house and we weren't sure if we were going to move out or what we were going to do. And so we sat at my parents' house for a little while and I said to my girlfriend, you know, how, like, we're talking, I was having a really bad day and then she said to me, and she didn't mean it in a bad way, but she said, babe, think about it you've done two weeks without Luna. That's amazing. And it ruined me. I was Mm. so gutted. And I said, I can't believe I haven't held my baby for two weeks. I said, please don't ever say that again, you know? And from that moment, it did taught me, well, yeah, I learned from that, that you don't just live in the now, Mm. live in the now every day, every day, every week. That's amazing. I got through that week. I got through that week. That's awesome. Because if I think about year two or year that haunt, yeah. that's scary for me. Yeah. Because I think I can't do that long. Yeah, you know. I know. <clears throat> I yeah. feel like I don't want to wait. Like I say to myself, I can't wait fifty years to see my daughter again. That's wild. Yeah. You know, that's a really um, harrowing thought. Yeah. You know. And she has visited you. Yeah, she which has is an incredible experience, which we can get into another, another time. time. Yeah. When you feel ready to. Um, Share that. Yeah. Yeah. But what you have done in such a short period of time, and I know that we just talk we just spoke about not talking about time, but I sit there and I watch and I cheer and I write to you and I'm sure there's many other people doing it. And all I can really say is thank you. No, thanks, girlfriend. Because it's not easy and you show up 
when it suits you, which is amazing that you do take that, that if you're feeling low, you lay low. If you're yep. feeling like sharing, you share. And I think that keeping that authenticity on doing that is incredible. Yeah. And so many people will feel less alone because of what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. And I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm here for it because I feel like I hope that no one ever has to walk in the path that I have to walk in. And I'm so confident that that will never happen to anyone within my community because I feel like it would be too cruel to do it to anyone close to home. But I do feel that um, someone's grief is their grief. So even if someone goes, you know, I've never felt your pain. Yeah, you haven't. But your grief is the worst grief that you've ever felt. Yeah. So that's still you live um, your experience. Exactly. That's right. But I also feel for them. I don't think that mine's worse Trumps. than anybody else. That's right. Mm. I feel like grief is grief. And when you feel the worst of the worst, that's your worst. Mm -hmm. So I am, um, I'm here and I am. And if you're as lucky to be that that's a broken nail, <laughs> like yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so like, jealous. Yeah. yeah, Maybe don't share it with but me. Broken but like, hearts, <laughs> yeah. bro broken hearts come in um, and I can physically vouch for, I've, I know what a broken heart feels like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if that's just a broken relationship, yeah. that still sucks too. Yeah, and totally. you need to honour that and mm -hmm. you need to grieve that. And, and don't I, feel like you can't share exactly. because it doesn't compare. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like grief is one thing that you never compare, yeah. but your grief is your grief. Mm -hmm. And um, moving forward, I hope that I can change just as you do. I want to change the whole um Stigma. Stigma around grief, loss and trauma and that it's natural and it's normal and it needs to be spoken about and it's actually the life cycle and mm. it's you don't need to be ashamed because you feel a certain way and yeah. I feel like moving forward, especially with the Luna Capri Foundation, we are definitely going to honour Luna and we are going to push from a very early age within children and um, this, my um, educational framework is a positive educational framework and I'm also doing a grief, loss and trauma framework for children and that is what's missing in our um, in our society and in our um, curriculum within yeah. Australia. So I've um, spoken to people in very high places and they are all willing to put it on board and to implement it within our primary school settings and our daycare settings. So that will be something that will um, be rolled out within the next 12 months once it's um, yeah. finalised. Wow. Well, my last question was going to be what's in store for the Luna Capri Foundation, but you answered that. Yeah. And it sounds absolutely fucking incredible. Jess, before you get going, we're going to do the final five. I can't wait to oh, hear yeah. what your answers are. So your quote to live by. Live in the now. Love it. The best advice you've ever received. Okay. In the now, right now, what's happened recently, I remember I said um, at my house when Luna was there, I said to everyone, thank you so much for being here for us, but please keep showing up because uh, I know as things move forward, I still we still need help and that's where yeah. we need the support. And I remember Shana, this beautiful woman, She, I said to her, I'm so frightened to look the devil in the face, you know, when grief really uppercuts you. And I remember she whispered in my ear and said, she said, don't let the devil in. Mm -hmm. She said, don't look him in the face. She's like, you got this, you know. And that has like literally come into my head about at least five times a week, you know. Yeah. So I think that for me that was – one of the best things I ever heard. Yeah. So relevant. Um, your core value? Core value is being kind. I'm 100% all about 
showing up for people that I love and for people that show up for me. And I'm all about um, being the best version of myself, whether that's being a, you know, an awesome mum, an awesome partner, an awesome friend. Life is not promised, time is borrowed and I'm here to um, give back to the world positivity and greatness and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it too. And um, if you had one last meal, what would it be? My mum's lasagna, a hundred percent. Mama, I'm getting that lasagna. Out. Yeah, that's what I want, and I want a nice walnut feta salad oh, on the side yum. with maybe like some sort of cocktail mix just to wash it on down. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm coming. And your fave beverage, Ooh, I would say a nice cocktail, fruity something with lots of strawberry, passion fruit, mango. That's Love definitely up my that. alley. Jess, you are incredible. I am beyond grateful for you showing up today and sharing all the incredible things that you have been doing in such a short time. And if anyone else thinks you're as incredible as I am, where <laughs> can they find you and the amazing things that you're doing? Yeah, awesome. Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, but I have kept that quite personal. Mm -hmm. um, my Instagram is at Jessica Feeney. And I always have said since I'm a kid, Feeney is spelt with a F for Fred, double E N E Y. <laughs> and um, I, you can also follow our Luna Capri Foundation, which is at Luna Capri Foundation, and our website should be live really soon. Amazing. Again, thank you so much, Jess. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave me a review, and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash. <laughs>